Hey everyone, this is Manzi here, representing the Manzi Intros Podcast. I know it's been over a year since we posted an episode. Um, We were super busy with school and just general shit, you know, in 2021, 2022. So, um, you know, Ryan was also abroad for a whole semester and we got back in the spring, or he got back in the spring and we just never really could find a time or get the ball rolling and we we wish we had and we 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 hate to deprive you guys because we know you love us uh we, we know you love our back and forth our banter we know uh that some of you actually solely rely on our sports takes um to, to um you know to inform yourself what's going on in the day-to-day world of sports and uh, not just sports you know we talked about a bunch of different stuff um I just wanted to come on here, try this solo podcast thing out. It was something that I wanted to do back in the fall when Ryan was gone, but I just, again, uh, just didn't get the didn't get the time, didn't have the time to do it. Which, in translation, uh, means that I was a lazy fuck. Um, am still a lazy fuck. Uh, but look, here I am. Um, it is T minus what four hours till game time when I'm recording this. Uh, Warriors, Celtics, Game Four, of the NBA Finals. Uh, Warriors up two one. Sorry, Celtics up two one. So obviously that's the main event of the night. Something I'm, I want to talk about with you guys. I have some uh, some takes, uh, some thoughts on last game. I'm gonna go through a little same game parlay um, with you guys that I'll create live. Um, I haven't ta- I haven't even thought about it yet, but I think it'd be fun if uh, you guys, you know, could be inside my head a little bit as I as I kind of go through um my you know my my, my due diligence when i'm trying to figure out you know what what certain bets to throw in and what what you know how the odds can change if you take certain things away you add certain things i just want you guys to be there with me in the process uh just just to be clear it's totally legal i'm using the DraftKings sportsbook app um go on over to new hampshire place in the bet um, as always, we, as we say, you know, if you have a gambling problem, we don't condone gambling we don't, or excessive gambling. We condone gambling, but not excessive gambling. If you have a gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER, uh, hotline, call that. Um, anyways, I'll just, I, I wanted to start off before we dove into the Celtics thing. I kind of wanted to talk about where I'm at right now, what I'm doing, because uh, you guys haven't heard from me in a while. So I just finished my... First week of my summer internship, um, I'm working in Everett, Mass, uh, for a company called BNY Mellon. It's a hybrid internship, so I'm in the office Tuesday, Thursdays. It's been going well so far. Um, finally making some money, which is always nice. I mean, come on, who doesn't like to spend a little chang, you know, here and there or all the time, like me. So that's that's very exciting. Um, it should be um, a productive summer, a busy summer for me. Um, I'm hoping I can get rehired. They do rehire 85% of their interns. And so if I could get secure that full-time job for when I graduate next year, then sure, why not? You know, I'll take it. I'm not picky, you know. I mean, I want to work in sports ultimately. Let's just, not, let's, just, let's just get that out of the way. I don't want this to be the long-term shit. I would love to work in the financial industry financial services industry for five years or so that's the game plan and then see how the you know sports job market is looking um i have a little bit 
of sports experience on you know my resi already so we'll see how it goes i might change my mind uh, you know a year from now i can i could change my mind three months from now who's to say i'm just giving you exactly what i'm thinking right now so that's where i'm at um i'm living from home but i have the apartment in brookline from school that it's that at least doesn't go doesn't soil up until soil up doesn't soil up until end of July. So when I when I want to or when I'm feeling tired after work, I can just crash there. It's not bad. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much that. Um, it's a beautiful day in Groton, Massachusetts, right now. I'm looking out my window. There's a little bit of a breeze. It looks like. Um, you know, a few clouds, but the sun's out, baby. I mean, I haven't been outside today. I'll be honest with you, but I'm, it looks like it would be warm, you know? So yeah, that's me. That's that. Um, let's talk about basketball. So I was at the Warriors Celtics game on Wednesday, game three in the garden. It was freaking loud. I had a little bit of a buzz going. And so, so after the game, like I was like, was it really as loud as like I thought it was, or was I just kind of drunk? You know, and then I listened to my favorite podcast, the Bill Simmons podcast or the Bill Simmons show. Um, him and my boy KOC, for those of you who don't know him, it's Kevin O'Connor. He's the NBA draft guru for The Ringer, which is a popular sports media website that was founded by Bill. And they did a show together the, the next morning and they were also at the game and they said the same shit. They said that was a rowdy fucking crowd. It was rowdy drunk. People were into it. And I mean, what do you expect? We're in Boston. It's the sports freaking capital of the world. I mean, I don't think it's even up for debate. And it's the NBA Finals, and we haven't seen ourselves there in, what, 13? No, 12 years. And there's a whole generation of fans, including myself, that didn't really even appreciate or didn't even see that Finals uh, versus the Lakers in 2010. I remember, like, the Game 7. Uh, us losing in game seven. I remember watching that game and being pissed. I don't remember anything about the game except I remember Ron Artest met a world peace hit a freaking huge three. That was so shitty. Anyways, but that's the thing. But that's the last time we've had this kind of excitement around Celtics basketball in Boston. So it was loud and people were into it. And they um... now one thing, one interesting observation I made. You see, you watch NBA playoff games on TV, and a lot of times the stadiums, the teams will put shirts on all the seats before a playoff game, and, and so that the fans will wear them, and then you'll kind of have a um, sort of a, a... Everyone will be, like, wearing the same... The idea is that everyone will wear the same, all wear the shirt, and so it looks like kind of like this cool little sea of, like, whatever color your team is in the stands. It's, it's like everyone's in unison, everyone's together. It's it, it's, a, it's a visual, uh, pleasing... It's a visually pleasing sight to see. I noticed, though, every time I've been to a Celtics playoff game and they do the shirts shit... If you look around, not ever like a a free, maybe a majority. I don't know if a majority, but a, too many people are not wearing those shirts for it to look any good. So you look. I mean, it's 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 not that big of a deal. Like who gives a shit really? It's just something I noticed because you have like I remember like the Warriors five years ago in Oracle when they'd have the yellow shirts and every single person wore those and it was like intimidating that crowd when they wore them cuz they were loud and but then they were like all together and then then, then the aesthetic of the yellow sea and then in Boston it's like a miss it's kind of a mismatch of different 
shades of green, white. Um, no one's. It's like this. This shirt's nice to have, but I, people will take it. I'm sure take it home. Wear wear it to bed, PJs. But no one's wearing them. Not no not no one. Not everyone's wearing them at at the game at the same time, so it doesn't look like it's like almost a waste. I, that's one interesting thing. It does. It's not. I know it's not basketball. I get it. But I thought it was interesting. It's something I thought about, and that's something I wish that I wish everyone would put the shirt on. But why the hell not? We look sick. Whatever. Um. Anyways, go back to the game. You know, the game itself was intoxicating because Celtics start hot. And that's always a recipe for success. Not, I mean, for any team really, but this playoffs, it seemed like the games we have won, we have this weird energy in the first quarter that doesn't exist every other game. I don't know if Ime does this like crazy ass hype speech, you know, in the locker room before, once they're like, once they're in like a must, more sort of a must-win situation, and then all of a sudden they go out and, I mean, they're pushing on the break. They're aggressive, attacking the rim. Um, you know, drawing fouls. Uh, the defensive intensity is is up. You know, I think we were up. I don't know, eleven to three. I, we were, we, we had a, it was a, we had a lead early in that game, and it pretty much stayed that way. And that. Shit is so frustrating. It's it's literally I'm not even happy. I wasn't even happy to see it, cause I'm sitting there in the moment. I'm like I should be happy, but I'm like, why can't you do this every game? There's no excuse. Why do I have? Why is this inconsistency inconsistency still happening? It's the NBA Finals. We're representing the East. This is this is supposed to be the best two teams in the world. Um, and you, you think you would have cleaned that, that up, that lack of motivation. Cause that's what it really comes down to in the other games in, in the, every other game thing that they do where they come out and they're like lackadaisical and it's like, there's not the energy that we saw on Wednesday. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Why do you like, why does it seem like you're not motivated out there? And you don't need email to fucking bullshit you out, or Marcus Smart or Grant to say something to you. It's the NBA Finals. That should motivate you alone. So I have no problem with this team missing shots. I have no problem with Tatum taking a 1,000 shots and missing every single freaking one of them. I have no problem with Marcus Smart being dumbass. I have no problem with clunkers from White. I have no problem with Jalen Brown clunking you. I have no problem with... Even turnovers. Like, I, I, I take, like, turnovers are awful. That's another problem we can get to. But I would rather you turn the ball over a thousand. A, no, not a thousand. That's for, <laughs> I'd rather you turn the ball over at, like, a, at probably, like, at a shitty rate. Like, you know, like, 15 a game or higher. Than come out the gate and feel flat. Because that, that is not, there's no excuse it's not even about mental focus. You could be the most mentally fucked up person in the world. Like me. I, I, I'm, when it comes to sports, like I'm pretty like... I mean, anyone who's seen me play, like I'm, I'm sort of a head case. But the energy is always there. You don't need to be... And, I'm, and sometimes I'm not mentally focused. I'm not in the zone. But it doesn't matter. You don't have to be... You can be on any sort of part of the spectrum of mental fortitude. And you can still come out with the freaking balls to the wall energy. And it, I just... It's so that's why I get upset when I see them do it because I'm like, why don't you do it every game? And I would bet my life uh, tonight's game that it's we're not gonna start out like that. 
we're not going to start out like that. We let the circumstances of the series, seemingly we let this happen, dictate how much energy we we put in in the first quarter, first half of games. And that's like, I guess it's the, you know, it's a young team and that's that's complete, uh, uh, such an indicator of, of, of a youth movement on a basketball team, right? But it also makes me think that, and this might be, people might get mad at me, whatever. This Celtics team and that Warriors team, these are not your standard NBA Finals teams. Actually, I think what I'm what I mean by that is more specifically, they're worse than your average NBA Finals team. I think this Warriors team is incomplete. I think if Steph Curry hadn't scored 30 points ish with efficient shooting these last three games, this they would have they would have scored like 70 points. Like it would have been like nothing. That team is does not have offensive outlets for him consistently. Klay Thompson is a shell of himself, let's be honest. I mean, last game we were like, oh, he played great. I mean, yeah, he played great to his to his new standards, I guess. Draymond Green was a freaking shit show. That team cannot be good if Curry doesn't have 30. And I just don't, like, not only, like, not even be good. I mean, I, they, they would get smoked. And I don't care, like, any, like, good finals team, any good championship basketball team that we've seen in the past, whatever. You know, 25 years, whatever. If even, and Curry's teams have old, this this counts. Curry can have a little bit of a dud game, or a star player can have, like, a dud game. I don't mean zero, but they can have, like, below that, you know, 25-point threshold. And it's not like the game is done. There's a chance. There's no chance if Steph Curry does not have does not have a good game for this this Warriors team. I so I and I think so. That's just back to my overall point that I I I do not think that these teams are are cut out for championship level basketball. They just happen to be here. The Warriors are here because they had an easy freaking path. Let's be honest. The Warriors had an easy path to the finals. Don't kid yourself. They've played nobody. And it gives me hope for the Celtics to win. They've played jack shit. They played the Nuggets, who is who are basically Jokic and a bunch of floozies. No Michael Porter Jr., no Jamal Murray. Don't care. Nothing. Easy. They play the Grizzlies. Now, even if John Morant is healthy, I don't think the Grizzlies are like... I just don't see them on that... You know, I don't see them on that tier of like... Not like... They're definitely not championship contender tier, but I don't even see him as like a wor- worthy opponent. Like they're a worthy opponent. I don't see him as like a hindrance, a major hindrance to aspirations. Right? My friend Simon Chandler, friend stretch. My friend Simon Chandler would uh, probably disagree with me that on that adamantly disagree. But I, you know what? They, they don't inspire. They don't you know inspire fear in anybody. I don't think. I mean, they're not. I mean, they were. They had a great regular regular season. But you look at that roster, and I, I'm sorry. Even with John Morant, that 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 Warriors team was going to beat them. And then okay, so then never mind that. Take away John Morant, and you're dealing with a bunch of floozies. Oh, Desmond Bain, Desmond. No, I don't care about Desmond Bain. He's a jump shooter. Okay, he's a he's a second year. 
He's a great. He's a good player. He averages what eighteen. He's a he's a he's a really solid guy. He's their probably second best player. Jaron Jackson, maybe. But I don't need to go into the Grizzlies. You guys know. We all know. Anyone with a freaking uh, unbiased opinion of sports generally knows that team wasn't really. You know, no one was. No one was afraid of them. So that's another easy ride. And then the Mavericks. And they got so lucky they didn't have to play that Suns team. Because even though that Suns team had some freaking serious issues that were uncovered in the playoffs, there's no way the Warriors would have beaten them. No chance. And they played the Mavericks, who are like the Nuggets in a sense, better defensively. But they have Luka, and then they have a bunch of floozies. Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, come on. And Jalen Brunson is a $15 million guy who acts like he should be a $25 million guy who's going to get paid by the market probably $30 million. Craziness. He's a solid player. He's nowhere near good enough to be the second best player on an amazing playoff team. So anyways, that's just kind of the... So I sh- that journey right there. Let's be honest. That's not great. That's just not... a. Those aren't great opponents. So we sit here... In this finals, and we have so I, the Warriors undeserving, not undeserving. They just, it's just not. That's just not top level finals competition. That team is not like any of. I think they're worse than the past ten years of championship level teams, not including the Cavs in some of those years. However, having LeBron, those Cavs teams might, you know, catapult them over them. I, whatever. Get my point. You get my you get my drift. The Celtics, on the other hand, now I think they're a very complete team, but that youth I talked about, the inconsistency, a championship, like I said, the championship teams don't shouldn't have that kind of inconsistency game to game. It's it's a little bit I don't know. I don't love that. Everyone is everyone every team in the history of the league. Obviously, they will they will fluctuate from game to game in some to some sort of degree. But not when it comes to effort. Great teams don't need. I feel like great teams, like when I say great teams, I don't mean talented. I mean great teams don't like have lapses of effort. So that's my that's my take on that. I love the series. I love both these teams. I always have. Obviously, the Celtics I'm rooting for. And I think it's, I'm not saying it's not an entertaining series. But the reason why we've seen three games and none of them have been close is because of everything I've just talked about. It's two teams who aren't at that top, top notch. And so, inevitably, one one day, one one team will play like shit, other one will play well, vice versa, the next game. You know what I mean? So, that's just my two cents on that. Tonight's game is interesting. I think the Warriors will win just based on the data. I think in the recent history of the Celtics playoff performances, they love this, you know, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, win one when the back's against the wall, lose one when you could just tie it up, like, you know, seal it up. So there's no sealing the deal for the Celtics tonight. I'm going to be pessimistic. I would love for them to win. Don't get me wrong. It's I just don't think it's going to happen. And you could... Hold me to this, and you could, you know, after the game, you guys can text me, oh, you were wrong, you were wrong. Fine, I don't care. I will freaking take that. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think everyone is worried about it. 
every Celtics fan, because they deep down they feel it. So, and don't tell me Draymond Green isn't gonna come out and be. I don't. Regardless of what he scores, he's gonna freaking affect this game. After we all just told him to fuck off last game, I'm gonna say it right now. I know I've I I know I don't have. I'm not the best with my language. You know I'm not the best, uh, admittedly. I am guilty of swearing when I shouldn't. Yada yada yada. But I don't condone that. Fuck you, Draymond champ. I just don't think it's not, and it's not about the kids, okay? Kids hear shit like that all the time, and and like on TikTok, on social media, in front of their in front of their siblings at school. Like that's so BS to me. That's not a good excuse. The pro it's but it's it, it's 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 not about kids. It's about everybody. You just don't do a fuck somebody chant at a game at an NBA game. National TV crowd. I, I I mean I don't think I think Draymond warrants the hate, sure. But Draymond sucks has the same exact function, and it's less vulgar and it it's a less of a bad look. And we don't have to deal with all this media attention now. Like I hate when they waste time about stupid stuff, stupid stuff like this. I feel like I mean they addressed it in press conferences. We know what Clay said. We know what um. Yeah, I think Kerr said something too. We know, and it's a, it becomes a talking point that I don't give a shit about. So that's my two cents. Anyways, Draymond Green's gonna respond. Inevitable. He's getting a lot of disrespect. I, my my buddy today sent me a screenshot of comparing Draymond Green's stats in this finals to Ben Simmons's stats in the twenty. Um, 21 semifinals, you know, the infamous series where he kind of shit the bed, didn't take the shot, and he passed it, and then his whole downward spiral started from there. And, and so, and that's the kind of thing that's circling. It's like, oh, why do we praise Draymond Green? Guy has four championship rings. He's a former defensive player of the year. I think. Oh, I could be wrong about that. I might be wrong, but we all know what he does defensively. He brings energy like that's unparalleled, unprecedented. Ben Simmons is a great defender, not that kind of leader, not that kind of energy. Has not been on the big stage once. Obviously, I respect Jermon Green more, and obviously, I think he's responded. He's responded in his career before. He set the tone in game two. He will set the tone tonight. He will not let it happen. These guys have been here too many times. They are not nervous. And this is Draymond, this is Curry, this is Clay. They are they they, they don't feel an ounce of nerves. This is their sixth finals. I was telling my friend last night. I was I was talking about Curry specifically, but I think it applies for most of the guys in the Warriors. You've been it's it's like LeBron went to eight straight finals. You've been to six finals in the last eight years. This sixth final series that you're in, you're not getting the same kind of nerves that the Celtics guys are. The Celtics guys have never been here. They've never experienced this sort of pressure, media attention, scrutiny. Warriors have been there, done that. They've seen everything. They've been on the highest pedestal, and they've been on the lowest of lows when it's come to this series. We know about the, th- we know about the wins. We also know about the 3-1 comeback. 
that was the lowest of the lows. They've dealt they've dealt with it all. They're not. I'm telling you, they're not nervous. Curry summed it up about a month. Uh, you know, it was a month or a few weeks ago. He said, "I have nothing left to prove, but a lot to accomplish." And I mean, at this point in the guy's career, and Draymond and Clay too, like one more championship, it's just like a. It's it's another token for the resume, but you they don't have to do any like they could they could retire today and they probably all three would be Hall of Famers. So there's not that kind of pressure. Tatum and Brown and Horford and Smart, on the other hand, I mean Horford, even Horford, a seasoned vet. I mean, we saw the stat. Most playoff games ever played, not reaching the finals. He's in this finals right now, and he's I'm 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 sure there's 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 more nerves than that worst any other anyone on that worst team who, who plays. I mean, uh you know, they're obviously exceptions. Like Jordan Poole, and I'll, I'll touch on that quickly. Like he sucks. Okay. Like I will admit, I was like worried about him somewhat um, before the series. Like at least like to the kind of t- like to the extent that like I thought he would be a little bit of a matchup problem if he was on the court with Curry and Clay. I thought he would. He'd be a great spell for them, and and he was he's someone we have to worry about. But he's so freaking bad defensively, and he's at the end of the day he's he's had one little stretch in this series, and otherwise he's kind of looked like a, a little puss. So I'm not you know he he he's someone who's definitely he can't he can't he can't handle the pressure. And sorry, I'm getting a FaceTime from my girlfriend right now. I just, she called me once before. I just I gotta pick this up to let her know I'm doing a podcast. Hey, I'm doing a podcast right now, so let me just call you back, okay? Okay, sorry. No, it's okay. Okay. All right. My bad. I'm going to leave that in there. I'm not going to even snip anything out because I want this to be, you know, just, I want it to be exactly just how it is. You know what I mean? Like, raw, raw. Okay. Jordan Poole, you get it. He sucks. He's sucking right now. That's a guy that the pressure's getting to him because he hasn't had the experience. Experience means everything. It means everything in life, in sports, in work, at school. It means everything. And and that's what – and I went, I said the Celtics were a more complete team earlier, but the reason this series is going to be close regardless – and I think the Celtics will still win, but the reason this will go six or seven is because of that, that experience. And it's a cliche, right? But it's something I have to reiterate here because people need to understand that. I think that tonight's game is going to go like this. Warriors will have the lead early. We will tie the game at halftime-ish. And the third quarter run will not be as much of an avalanche as it usually is when it comes to the Warriors in a game that they win. I think it's going to be a little close going into the fourth. But I think that avalanche comes tonight. And the reason I say that is because I think Steve Kerr is finally going to get the hell out of his head and switch up the minutes, the you know the rotation um, pattern, and he's going to have Curry play more of the fourth and less of the third. I think that's... And if he doesn't, I think he has... It confirms my suspicion that he's an ego problem. It doesn't make any sense with a guy like Steph Curry. Last game, for example, they tie the game up, go up by one in the third. 
Curry's on a fucking streak, right? He's a shooter, though. He loves... He, it takes him a little bit to get going sometimes. But when he's in the rhythm, he's in the rhythm. You can't stop that. They take that guy out with three minutes left in the third. And then all of a sudden, we go up again. I was... I was so pleased. Because I knew the minute he goes out, it's over. So he takes him out with three minutes left in the third. Puts him back in eight minutes left in the fourth. And I'm like, it's too late. And Grady, he didn't play great in the fourth. But you took him out of his rhythm. He was in his bag. He got, he finally really got into his bag in the third. And all of a sudden, gone. Dunzo. He took three shots in the, in the fourth. That's not even like, it's not, it's like not even about, it's not that he's missing and not taking, sh- it's not that he's, sorry, taking shots and not making them. He's not taking them. That shows me that he's not in rhythm. He doesn't feel the flow of the game. So, Kerr needs to get his head out of his ass. He thinks he's a better coach than he is. It's hard not to blame him. He's coached three championship teams. The Warriors have been absolutely amazing for, got almost a decade now. Eh, seven years. No, eight, eight. Besides those two seasons, obviously, their best players were out. But, you know, it's when, when you coach a team like that and you create a dynasty, and you reinvigorate the dynasty, and you're the lead guy, and you're like the you're like the um, you know the the not the spokesperson, but you know when you're coach when you're heralding a dynasty and you're the head coach, you're gonna get an ego. It's inevitable. It's human nature. But he needs to take a look in the mirror tonight and change those rotations. It's not working. It's not a recipe for success in the playoffs. Every other NBA superstar, no freaking doubt, plays 40-plus minutes in playoff games. It could be the first freaking round. Let alone the NBA freaking finals. He needs Curry is 34 years old. Yeah, he's in the best shape of his life. It's been, it's been reported on. People talk about it. Don't make... So, okay, my problem with that is don't freaking say all that shit if you're not going to, you know, bust his ass or make him bust his ass by playing him the whole damn game. He's the best player on the, on the, on the Golden State Warriors in the finals, and he's taking... He's not in the game. Once they go... Once they finally go up in the third quarter, you think, oh, that's a good time to take him out. We just... Worked so hard to get back into this. He is the main catalyst. And nope, out of the bench for a meaningless fucking set six minutes. Where and then they end up blowing. So Steve Kerr, I think he's gonna. I'm not. I don't think he's gonna like change it drastically. Certainly not. But I think he's gonna do something a little different. That's why I think the fourth quarter will be the Warriors' quarter tonight. Um, you know, this is already gone about the half hour and I don't want to do a whole hour long show because I want you guys to listen and enjoy this and not have it be, you know, too much. So I'll, I'll wrap up uh, with this little parlay. This player, par- pl- player prop parlay. We're going to do it together. And, you know, there's a lot more stuff I could say about the game tonight. Um, but, I, you know, I almost was wrong without my boy, Ryan Troster, with me to really discuss things. So... Give me a quick second while I boot this up. Um, I will say one thing. 
I don't do this betting to, you know, win money. I really just do it for fun. It makes the game exciting. And it's legal, so. Where to go? On the app. Okay, here we have... The display's loading up a little bit here. Okay, so I'm just going to go right into it. I like to start off with the over-under for points. It's going to be my first leg. I like that. I like to start with that. Um, I'm going to do five legs tonight. Five legs, reasonable. Think the Tatum over is hitting. I'm, never, I'm always a fan of doing Tatum over. He's a star. If they want to keep it close, or if they want to win, he needs a score over 28 and a half, and that's what his number is at. Just kidding, he's at 26 and a half. Even better, taking it. I'm going to do another points. And these are going to be two, and these are two obvious and easy ones. Steph Curry over 28 and a half. It will happen if they want to keep it close or they want to win. Stakes are high. I know I talked about the inconsistency earlier, but I think both guys will have a good game. Doesn't necessarily mean the teams will have good games. But the stakes are too high. I'm going to move down to rebounds. Take a look at it. I don't love doing rebounds. Obviously not exciting, but there's some easy ones you can find. Like Rob Williams over six and a half boards. I'm thinking about it. We know Rob, we know his minutes can be a little sporadic. You know, the knees obviously bothering him, but he looked great last game. I want him to feed out the momentum. We're going to go over six and a half. I just like it. I want to root for him, you know? And then we'll do some assists. We'll do one assist. Um, I'll take a book, uh, page out of my friend Harrison's book. I'm going to go with the Marcus Smart over five and a half assists. He's the point guard on a team with some very skilled wing players. They hit shots, he gets assists. And then I'm going to do three-point field goals. One of those. I mean, it's, who doesn't love to root for some threes to sink? I mean, I do. What are we thinking? We, um, you know, I like, I almost, you know, this is an interesting one. Otto Porter Jr. over one and a half plus 181. I get why it's plus 181 because he doesn't play all that much and there's a very high chance he doesn't even shoot a three. But there's also a chance he hits like three. Easily. So, that's I, I, an interesting one. I'm thinking about it. Grant Williams over 0.5. I'm taking it. Why the hell not? I mean, over 0.5, it means minus 209, but so what? All right. I got five legs at plus 1,400. Throwing down 10. Placing it 140. We'll reiterate. Tatum over 26.5 points. Curry over 28.5 points. Rob Williams over 6.5 total rebounds. And Marcus Smart over 5.5 assists. And Grant Williams over, just to make one three. Again, DraftKings Sportsbook. Check it out. It's fun. Go to New Hampshire. Place your bets. I'm saving this one. Got to go to New Hampshire in a bit. But it'll be 10 to win 140. I love it. Let's do it. I love it. All right, guys. That was fun. Maybe do that yourself, that parlay, if you'd like. Or keep track of it for me. We love each other, huh? Me and the fans. Me and the audience. Yeah. Um, I'll close out here. Um... Warriors will win tonight. I am rooting for the Celtics. If they win, holy crap, I'm ecstatic. Because that series over. I'll say it right now. That series over. That's what we need. 
because the Warriors are probably thinking what I'm thinking right now. This Celtics team always does this. We're going to win. We're confident. Celtics actually pull something tonight, and they win this, and they won two in a row, and we're like, what the heck? I think the Warriors are going to be like, holy shit. I was not expecting that. So, you know, I'm I'm rooting for an exciting game, as anyone would. Um, I, I, I think that Curry will play well again and Tatum will play well. I think because of those constants, we're going to, it's going to come down to a couple of things. Um, Draymond, if he really does bring it, you know, bring that fire tonight. Um, it's going to come down to Al Horford. What kind of offensive output can he have? He's been He's been wildly inconsistent, but he's proven if he can, if he is like ready to go and he's willing to shoot and he's willing to be not willing to play this playmaking shot creating role, that bodes very well for us. So he's gonna be big, and then I think Clay is 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 always gonna be an X factor now for this Warriors team in a more heightened sense than ever before because of what we've seen with him. This he's a different version of himself, but if he can somehow manage 25, 20 to 25, then uh, not 25. If he can somehow manage at 25 and hit five threes or more, well, then that's going to be huge. But it could also be like 10, 12, you know. So that's going to be, this is some of the things I'm thinking about. Um, all right, guys, I, I kind of stood it off my ass. I was really like, you know, I got to work today and I was like, I'm tired and it's been a long couple of days. And, um, but I really wanted to do this because I love talking basketball. I love talking basketball. I could do it for the rest of my life and be completely content. Uh, so I hope this content's good. I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, Ryan and I will be back next year. That's a promise. Maybe me, uh, I'd hope to do, uh, you know, maybe I'll do a couple more of these or a few more. We'll see how it goes. See the reaction is. Uh, but love you guys. Signing off, Manzi and Tros, just the Manzi edition. Um, hope I see you soon.